Hello and welcome to episode 116 of the Creative Waffle Podcast. In this episode you'll be listening to myself, Mark Hirons, and Blake Stevenson, aka Jetpacks and Roller Skates. In this episode we have a bit of a chat about Toronto and Canada, I was talking about his day job at Shopify and his past rock and roll life, along with the big decision, should you go to university? And Blake gives his opinions and his stories on that subject. This is a really cool episode, it's quite a relaxed one, and I really enjoyed chatting with Blake. This show is powered by Design Cuts, and there's a referral link down in the description below, which you can go through, click on, uh, and purchase some graphic design resources and it help out the podcast. So without further ado, let's get into the podcast. That's it. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, thanks, man. How's it going? Yeah, doing well, doing well. How are you? I'm not bad. I'm like excited. I'm on this like stretch before I go on vacation this weekend. So I'm like just trying to get through the workload and hopefully sitting on a beach for a good like seven days. So nice. Where are you going? Uh, Cuba. So Cuba, gonna take right? yeah, the, my wife and the little one. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. I haven't taken the little one on like a a big trip before, let alone like a resorty kind of thing. So I'm sure it'll be good. Um, it's just haven't done it. So there's always those like jitters. Nice. Yeah. Why Cuba? Is that, do you like cigars or something? Or? <laughs> no, no. I just wanted somewhere that I could sit on a beach and not think about anything and like be disconnected um, entirely. Read a book, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's like the, I, I hear it's like the place where all the kind of, it's like where everybody from Canada goes and everybody from the UK kind of goes. That's like right. apparently the vacation spot for us. So, see, we, I think all, all the UK people go to like uh, Menorca and um, sort of Spain islands, Spanish islands. And yeah, totally. Like, that's definitely proximity based. That's way closer. That's but I've true. heard, um, that it's actually a fairly decent like price for for us i guess i don't know if we have like some kind of flight uh deal or something so yeah no wicked that sounds good so what, what's your yeah. idea of getting away from it all like like what like what's the idea behind getting away from it all and just like you know phone is it or is it just, just like completely get away from the real world uh like i just you know it's kind of the the canadian winter blues almost like you Right now we're dealing with some pretty crazy minus whatever degree temperatures and just wanting to get away. You get a little bit frustrated at a point where you're like, I don't want to shovel snow anymore. I don't want to slip on ice. I don't want to not drive into work because like the road's closed or something like that. So I'm just, I want to sit, relax and not think about anything. Um, then I'll come back, feel refreshed. You know. Nice. Yeah. We've had the most pathetic bit of snow like recently in the UK. <laughs> and everyone goes crazy about it. Um, <laughs> a tiny covering and then it can't be roads closed. And like you guys, you get you guys get loads of it. Yeah, it's, it's been a bit of a roller coaster over the last few years. Um, but we're we're probably a little bit more prepared for it than than you guys because we're so used to it. So when a little bit comes on your end, you just probably don't have like snow plows that come out. You don't have all this stuff. Like we once like uh, the I guess November, December time hits, everybody's putting snow tires on their cars. Like it's just how it goes. It's kind of like routine for us now. So I want to live in that. Cause the worst thing for me is sleet. I hate sleet. Like either, either really rain hard. And I love it or snow. <laughs> I don't want yeah. something in the middle. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're going through sleet right now. So it's just like putting a nice icy coating over top of some snow. <laughs> Wicked. All right. Let's get into who you are. Uh, people yeah, for sure, man. Could you like give a little brief overview? 
Oh, wow. Um, it's always hard for me to do this because like, I feel like my thoughts about it changes like uh, I'm on the daily basis. Uh, but I guess more publicly, people would know me as uh, like illustrator, kind of designer, like kooky, odd drawings that I, I don't know where they come from. I just have a good time. Uh, go under the moniker of jetpacks and roller skates. And that is is just something that kind of is a really cool embodiment of like those old Looney Tunes cartoons of like that Wile E. Coyote with the jetpack and the roller skates trying to like get from point A to point B. I just thought it was like the most ludicrous way to get somewhere. And that kind of speaks a little bit to the, the uh, I guess mentality that I go through like doing my illustration. Um, and by day uh, I kind of do I do like product design, marketing design for uh, uh, Shopify, um, the software company. So the e-commerce software company. Wicked. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to talk about Spotify. Shopify. I've been listening to Spotify. <laughs> Everybody all, does it, man. All the day I listen to Spotify and I'm like, I've got to get this right today. It's Shopify. <laughs> I, love, I love that you did. That's awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm sure we'll talk about that in a bit. But um you used to be in a band and that's something I wanted to learn more about. Like what, what was the band called and like, uh, tell me a bit more about it and how any cool stories. Oh, uh, we, uh, we don't have to go too far into that. Um, I, the, the one thing I will say about like playing music and doing a little bit of touring, all that kind of stuff is just the kind of the work ethic that it uh, instills on you. I think I had good work ethic before that, but it's more the, this idea that you band together with a bunch of people kind of all decide you're going to do this creative endeavor together. Um, and then you're all going to decide that you're going to take up a lot of valuable time uh, that you have and like go to clubs at night and play, drive like five hours this way, play in this club, drive another, like stay in a weird town, eat some food that is questionable at times. <laughs> um, yeah, just doing all these things together as like a, a team, a group. I was never like a... I guess team player like sports wise I always stuck to the very I guess individual sports like skateboarding snowboarding um I just really like the fact that I'm the only one that can really mess up right now I'm, I'm not bringing people down with me um but then they're like when you get into like the band atmosphere you can do a lot of this like get together decide on something you all kind of play on your strengths and it, it's a little bit more of a creative endeavor right so you're all creating together. And then that also gave me the resources to do things like I, we used to print our own posters, our own t-shirts. So it gets you into that like really tangible DIY punk rocky roots kind of thing. So, yeah. Yeah. My friend Connor Fowler, he, he was uh, doing band stuff and that's how a lot of designers start, isn't it? They do a lot totally. of band or, or like, or like um, artwork for their favorite bands or like, yeah, just fan art as well. Um, people get into start doing that and then, escalates from there um when did you find design like when was like the first time you realized you wanted to be a designer uh as well isn't it yeah i well i guess it i i didn't even know design was a thing like way back in the day i think the first time like i probably stumbled upon it pretty early in my life um and that was probably just through like cartoons like uh, there's something about like saturday morning cartoons um waking up early i still have that like nostalgia for all of those 
that imagery of like the really fast paced cartoons or commercials that were in that day. There's something like really interesting about it that still, it, it almost like speak to the, speaks to this like kind of ADD um, idea of everything's always moving, everything's going quickly. Yeah. Um, and there was just something so interesting to me about all that. And I, when I found out that people actually like created these things, I was at a different level and I'm like, I want to do that. Obviously video games were a big deal too. Anything that is like that hyper creative, that um, almost like a surreal creative where everything lives in like a cartoon world. I always go by this standpoint of even with my art, like I've never really enjoyed doing like realistic illustration. Yeah. Because like I see that stuff all the time. I don't like I can look down the street. I can see a picture of a person. You see photos all the time. Why would I want to mimic that? My whole thing is like, let's do something that I've never seen before. And that has always been what's really exciting to me is these like hyper um, surreal, I guess, facades. I don't know. It's just like a very interesting thing to me. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Do you, do you still watch YouTube? Uh, do you ever go onto YouTube and just like watch old cartoons? Or, like, <laughs> yeah, probably more than I'd like to admit. Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. What, what um, games that have impacted you? What games? Yeah. And, and so, as well. Like, uh, well, I grew up with like the classic like 80s Nintendo kind of thing. Um, but like uh, something about that uh, Super Nintendo uh, era where everything got a little bit like higher fidelity things you could actually tell that they were cartoons and they weren't like just blocks of things <laughs> and uh right when the shape started there was like a cool aesthetic to that whole thing and the simplicity of those games it was just like pure imagination pure fun um and i just i still love that like aesthetic as far as games go and even now like you see a lot of people like mimicking that style or just kind of like exploring those kind of like old rootsy kind of paths. And I just, I feel like there's a reason why it is like so timeless um, because it's really more about gameplay and like the ideas and not so much about like the technology that we can like ram into this thing. Yeah, absolutely. And, and like even there's, a, there's still a calling for like pixelated art as well. Uh, yeah. I that a lot. <laughs> I, I still like personally, I like, I love pixelated art, but I feel like, Pixelation art was a means, it was like a, a constraint based on the actual um, like technology at the time. Mm -hmm. I still, in my mind, I want those, those games to look like they did as a child because they didn't look like pixel art when I was playing them. They look like I was playing a cartoon, yeah. but now obviously technology has kind of gotten to a different place and you realize they are pixel art. So now in my mind, I want to just see those games. Like, have you seen Cuphead before? <laughs> no, so like it's a really cool game uh, that's based off like the old Max Fleischer uh, cartoon. So it's like 1930s, 40s style, like the old Steamboat Willie, Mickey Mouse, like really rubbery arms. And so you're literally playing a cartoon. And but in my mind, that's how those games looked when I was growing up. So that's kind of like what I, I like now and the like what I kind of enjoy as far as aesthetics. Like if I play modern games is probably on like the nintendo as far as like rayman or um like the cuphead games or just anything that's hyper stylized but this the simplicity and gameplay is still there yeah yeah there was there was a game i mean actually, first of all there's something to be said about having uh, that that imagination if it's so pixelated and uh, you sort of have to make up little bits in your own mind to make it a natural game an actual 
like physical believable thing whereas if you've got things like gta 5 and like red dead redemption from rockstar they're both like, yeah. incredibly realistic graphics and like a real proper like proper worlds almost like a film like you can yeah go. totally so there's totally a place for that though like i definitely play those games and i i enjoy them but when it comes down to it like if i if i want to like sit and play and study something i'm not going to study that because like that's a that's a pretty <laughs> pretty brutal existence um and like even i played red dead recently and i i just had to turn it off after a few hours because i'm just like i am just living another life and i could be doing some stuff so um it was definitely fun while i got into it and it was just a just an achievement as far as um the fact that you get enough people in a room to create something like that that is so epic and detailed and driven like i'm just blown away that games get made period honestly (laughs) yeah yeah, it's that, that sort of yearning for wanting to be out of your real life and wanting to be like in someone else's shoes. Like, yeah, like, we're getting we're getting closer and closer all the time. <laughs> yeah, like, like hang on a minute, what is it like to be uh, a criminal and <laughs> go yeah. out and play shooting people? And oh wait, you can do that now on GTA. Uh, <laughs> it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, I I actually I had a question for you. Um, yeah. And because I, I, I was reading through your your biography, and I noticed that you said that you're not like traditionally taught as far as uh, design goes. You didn't go to to uni, as you would call it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I was just curious, like, what what made you do that decision? Because like I I have this debate with a lot of uh, designers um, all the time. This is good because I was going to ask you about this next. Mainly, I'm going to be honest. Mainly the money. The money was a big problem for for me. I didn't want to. My parents were yeah, like, yeah, we'll pay for it, go to university, enjoy yourself. But I, I get very worried about money. Like, like even now, if my, if my bank balance drops below a certain amount, uh, then I just get so stressed and worried about it. Um, and I see my yeah. friends at university now spending their overdrafts and spend, like, spending more and more money they don't have. And, and they're like, oh, yeah, we, we don't have to pay much back. You, know, you only have to pay it back when you're earning 20000 a year or in a proper job. I'm like, yeah, but... You're stealing money. <laughs> what yeah, you, yeah. That's, that was the main problem for me. Uh, not it's an interesting mentality that I don't think a lot of people, even like my generation, I don't think it was something ingrained. Um, I'm very much the same way as you. I'm uh, a penny pincher, as they would say. And I am like, and it goes back to like that whole punk rocky mentality is like, how can I do this myself on a shoestring budget and make it interesting? Um, but that's that's really cool that that was kind of the idea behind it. But do, so I guess my my question was, do you think that it may have like put you back at all? Yeah, I mean, so so it definitely has in some respects. I mean, the, the other thing was um, that I to keep my parents happy. I, I did go to uh, this sort of design college uh, called Shillington, which is like a two part time design course in London. That was nine mm-hmm. nine nine months course. So I sort of did like a a really fast track uni but we still didn't and it was great i really loved it but we still didn't really learn much about like, the business side of design the actual practical stuff mm-hmm. I, that, that's the thing i really struggle with if there's a college which teaches you that or a university that teaches you that then that's where you should be going like debbie i spoke to debbie millman about it and she's the one that's trying to do a bit more 50 50 with business and design in her courses mm-hmm. she does in new york and um i think that's going to be much more helpful than just going a full design course uh but yeah i i as as being set back, I think potentially, like, again, my friend Connor Fowler, he was talking about this. He didn't go to university either. And we both agreed that maybe in terms of networking and 
we probably could have had a bigger network but now i'm doing the podcast and now i'm talking to people that are yeah. way think, above me i uh, think you're you're in a like a very unique position because you have kind of made your own university course uh <laughs> like by doing the podcast and that. also like that networking is obviously like one of those things that you have to do um you have just figured out a way to like streamline it and and make it very like uh almost um routine which is really kind of cool yeah um, the other thing really was like there's another three years of my life gone like it's, it's totally like, yeah three years i've got to or maybe even four I've got to be spending at a place where I'm going to be struggling. I'm going to be stressed. Um, I've been drinking quite a lot, which is good or bad, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't feel like it was right for me. Um, that, that's cool. Like I'm, uh, so the reason why I talk about this, like I'm a, I'm a totally, I'm like a, this total hypocrite because I went to school uh, for first I started in like animation and like just art fundamentals, y courses, then I jumped to package design of all things, very specific niche kind of weird path. And then I went to advertising. Um, so I did this hodgepodge of things and in all, all in all, like what I'm doing now, it has nothing to do with what I went to school for. Um, so it's so interesting, whether it's like the illustration side of things, um, that's something that is just totally passion based. And then if it's the digital design, software design end of things, that's totally a passion thing as well. Like mm. I love the analytical, technical problem solving that is uh, software design and like building strategies, building ideas out of that from nothing. And then I also love the absolute chaos that is illustration. And so there's this weird yin yang situation that I've got myself into, which is nothing, nothing is traditional, uh, like design in which I went to school for like, there's still the, the fundamental basics that are ingrained in me all the time. But outside of that, like I have definitely carved my own path and learned how to code, learned how to do like user testing, all this kind of stuff. And then obviously with illustration, you, it's like a totally, you have to kind of go on, go down your own path, no matter what. So. Yeah. The illustration one's interesting. I talked to a lot of people about that, uh, about should you go to design, should you go to uni if you want to be an illustrator and, um, it's mixed reactions It mixed reactions. Like some people have found it really useful, but again, I think the fundamentals that you learn at university are really great, but there's other places you can learn those as well. Yeah, totally. That now these days, and YouTube even for free. Um, mm -hmm. I think, from from my personal point of view, I think it's it's definitely down to the individual. Um, if you want, oh, to I think you're totally right. A lot of people probably are not fit to just decide like I am going to be my own teacher today, kind of thing. Like, you have to have that that, I guess, just drive to actually want to learn and want to excel at something. Maybe that is also a good reason why I went to school because like I probably started out uh i was a like a good student but like i did like to party i did like to do all those things and i think the responsibility of school like where you have to bring projects in at the end of the day you have to do all this kind of stuff being able to balance a life and figure out what that is i don't know if i would have been able to do that on my own yeah <laughs> so, yeah if, if you don't go to university and you want to be a designer i think you've really really got to know that you want to be a designer you really you really need to want it um, yeah and 
teach yourself and work hard and, and really, really fucking go for it. <laughs> yeah, totally. But yeah, so your experiences of university, like, tell me a bit more about it, what, what you did at university and why, why are you sort of leading the other, other way now? Uh, so yeah, like I said, I started in kind of the fundamentals and then I went into like an animation-y course, um, figured out that that like animation in that kind of time bracket was kind of transitioning to more of an overseas thing. So a lot of animation is now done in like India and China, whereas the actual storyboarding and the conceptual stuff is done here. Um, but I was in more of like a traditional animation thing. Um, so it didn't necessarily make sense. My professor at the time told me to check out graphic design and I was like, okay. So I then applied for this like art direction, graphic design kind of course uh, at a college called Humber. And I didn't, well, so I got in, but then my credit card defaulted because I was a dumb kid and uh, I, I forgot the, I, I guess I changed the last number in my credit card. Uh, at the end so it, it got declined oh, no. um, and then by the time I found out or I got the letter that uh, your credit card had been declined that I was now out of the running to be in that course so That's instead of deciding to I guess just like go and do my own thing I'm like well I'm gonna keep going to school because like I'm I've got something going here so then I went to they're like well there's an opening in this package design course so I went to package design and I, it was fine. <laughs> um, it was like making glorified boxes for a while where like that, that's fine. It was cool to get into like the CAD version of things. So like building structures and understanding like the collapsible points to them and all this kind of stuff. It was very technical, which See, was cool. Design. I think it's great. I, I, but I guess I'm not sure about to do a course on it. Yeah, it was a full out course. <laughs> it was pretty wild, like blowing, blown away that that was like a thing that you could do. Yeah. Um, finding out that I didn't want to do it. So then I jumped into the art direction stuff. And I liked that because it was more about getting ideas. It was more about like how to nurture those ideas, how to figure out if you're on a good path or not. Um, but that's all it was. They didn't really teach us technical skills. Right. Um, it was actually more of a business course. Like they were like, here's how to figure out ideas. Here's how to sell your ideas. And here's how to like actually get a job doing it because you're not going to have anything of worth in a portfolio. Like you're still in school. So you have to be able to like talk about yourself. So it was definitely helpful in that regard, but it still takes a certain type of person to do that. Cause there's a lot of people in the course that are no longer doing that anymore. So you still have to be able to be passionate enough that you want to sell yourself. So yeah yeah i think that's probably what people struggle with most but young people especially like what do i actually want to do with my life <laughs> Yo, yeah and, I, I find that a lot of people get into design too for like kind of bad reasons like sometimes it's it's like oh i'm gonna make pictures for the rest of my life um and i don't know if maybe people should realize that they're not the best at making pictures but like and a, a school can teach them i do feel like you have to have that drive, especially in the kind of the, the climate where design is right now. It's so competitive. Mm-hmm. There's so many different ways to go. Um, you have to love it in order to excel in it or you're going to get a job that's probably not going to be fulfilling. Yeah, yeah. That's the funny thing is when he just said make pictures for a living, my mind went, hang on a minute, you can make, you could be a YouTube thumbnail creator. That's a good <laughs> job. <laughs> that's, that's probably a real job. Yeah, for sure. 
like you can make a lot of money on that if you really got with some high profile youtubers and set up a website call yourself youtube thumbnail creator and like have a proper proper good design service yeah you can make a lot of money doing that someone should do that possibly i feel like the the default for that kind of thing is somebody going to like fiverr though which is like the worst i hate i hate yeah yeah in the end it it comes down to like somebody went to fiverr like 99 designs and you're just like ah yeah although they do have like like big guys like uh well yeah big youtube people like logan paul and that they probably have a team around them as well yeah that do it for them uh like they film stuff but they're also great creative like graphic design and photoshop based so i guess their team does that but yeah um (laughs) yeah we're on a bit of a tangent there with that youtube stuff (laughs) that was it was it was good though you're making ideas on the spot. <laughs> the yes, the university. Like, what were your, what's your overall thoughts on it? I I think we kind of covered it a little bit. Um, but like, if you do have the right mindset and you know that you want to do something, um, you're gonna do it no matter what. Sometimes university or college or whatever you're gonna do like gets you on a track, and it might instill those responsibilities. Personally. Like I probably would have been a designer no matter what, but maybe not. I might have continued to party a little bit more if I didn't go down the the university track or not, because there was a lot of that going on at at like college. So, yeah, party more if you weren't didn't go to university. Uh, sorry. You say you you would party more if you didn't go to university. Uh, maybe. Well, just because I was like in the music scene a lot. Like, oh I, yeah, yeah, um, makes sense. And that's a thing that. You kind of go down that path or you don't, um, it, but it's it's part of the, just the ecosystem. Like you're playing at bars all the time. Like you're going to parties and playing all the time. It's it's just kind of stooped in that that whole minutia, so. Yeah, I know for a second I forgot about the, the band stuff, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and yeah, grew up skateboarding and stuff. It's all part of the, like, that vibe of um like my shit doesn't stink like i just like having a good time um i'm in a much better place now where i'm like oh i have a kid and i just want to sit down and have like a beer on the weekends or like a few beers and then i'll go to sleep nice and early <laughs> nice yeah yeah but the skateboard stuff like that's that's some really cool stuff going on in skateboard design world like people creating their own their own brands uh, one springs to mind benny gold unfortunately yeah, he's stopping isn't he he's, he's stopping his yeah. shop um that's an incredible force of nature that uh that is something that's created and it's, it's just grown massively and almost too big now where he has to sort of say all right i'm moving on i'm moving on yeah i that whole like streetwear skateboarding world is still something that is like near and dear to my heart i still love that aesthetic of really big chunky graphics um or something that like says something but it's on the it has no reason to say anything because it's on the bottom of like a wheelie board that you're you're just going down the street that's probably going to get destroyed anyways um if you're doing it right so it's it's just such a weird disposable art but it's the thing that is hanging on the wall you're you're going into this like mini art gallery when you go into a skateboard shop and you're then deciding what is going to be the graphic that represents me as a skateboarder because you're almost branding yourself even though you're not doing the art and you pick that thing off the wall, you take it to the skate park, you're showing all your friends the new board you got, which is the graphics gonna be gone in the next two hours as you grind rails and you do all the stupid stuff that you do in a skate park. But there's something that like marries you to the graphic and like there's, it's just this, this whole routine, the whole experience of that, that thing and expression 
um, whether it's on the skate park or like in the shop, because a lot of the that experience is like sitting in the shop and just talking about the graphics with the guy behind the counter or the girl behind the counter and, f and figuring out like who you're going to be for the next like foreseeable future until you snap that board. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, the, I guess there's a lot of your stuff from America and Canada and your side of the world has probably come over here, like from, from the skateboarding communities. Uh, yeah. I would imagine it's, it like, it seems to be a fairly North American thing, but like I know, vans and like those bigger brands definitely span and like i think like jeff rowley was like a really big skater from the uk that i was a huge fan of back in the day and he was i don't know if this is the aesthetic that i gravitated towards but it, again it's that punk rock thing he was the dude with like the ripped jeans and like looked like he, he was going instead of like skating parks and all that he was kind of skating um like ditches and like just doing like complete street skating, but like, like proper street skating. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's like using the elements around him to do cool stuff on. So I, I always thought that that was like kind of cool. And that's, I've never been into doing like the crazy tricks. It's just been about like, how can you manipulate what is around you to like do stuff? Yeah. I've never really done skateboarding. I never, like, I've never really been, it's never very really boring. I never think of, maybe I've never thought I'm cool enough to do it. That's probably what it is. <laughs> like, nah. Yeah, you you have to, you have to like convince yourself uh, that you're, you're cool enough or something. Like I definitely was not cool enough to be skateboarding, but you lie to yourself enough and you, you get on the board and then like, I think it, this determination that is in design and all this kind of stuff, it is self-discipline of like sitting on a skateboard. You're never going to jump and like land an ollie the first time it's going to be your thousandth ollie that like makes you do yeah. it so it's it's just like design right you you're doing the same thing over and over and over to get like minuscule like amounts better and then eventually like one day you'll wake up and you're like oh, i'm kind of good at this thing <laughs> and you just, it's like so weird um but you're not going to get to that unless you're like very persistent and you want to get there right and that's that's same with everything though isn't it like yeah same totally design. like if you're creating logos the more you do the more you get better the more mm -hmm. poses you create then the better you're going to be at the hierarchy and the better understanding you're going to get for layouts and same yeah. with, uh, it's, that's one thing i've learned is, is i've got a poster up there from like rad de Malenik, and it's it just says everything is a work in progress and it's, yeah it always will be too man like I, you i've listened to a bunch of your your shows and like even when you're talking to some of the designers that have been in the game for so long like it seems like the story is kind of the same as like the new up-and-comer who's all they're they're all doing the same thing and they're heads down and like whenever they take their heads up they're kind of like oh i did some cool shit and then you kind of like keep your head back down and like obviously you you pick and choose what you want to do and you you pivot based on how things go but yeah, I think everybody has the same story. We're all weirdly determined for some reason. Yeah. It's a cool uh, skateboarding sort of art graphic story. So my dad and uncle used to have some skateboards. This is my grand in my grandparents' house. And I was probably about seven or so. And uh, we, we used to sit on the skateboards. They used to live like at the top of a hill and there's like a little slant. And we used to sit on the skateboards and go down. Um, but our pavements over here aren't, they're not as nice and smooth like they are in America. They're like really bubbly and just, just gravel, basically. So you, yeah. can't, you, can't, you can't just skate around, really. 
if you if you do it'd be like <laughs> yeah yeah it's i i imagine it's not maybe not cobblestone but like you know the yeah, not that old, not that ancient <laughs> <laughs> you're not into the the old town no <laughs> it's funny actually because uh, um i like another sidestep our uh, local <laughs> town has literally just uh made all the cobblestones in that in, in our town they've redone them all so they're all actually flat nice and they've, they've all like filled in the gaps so you can actually drive a car on it uh, amazing but yeah, anyway, so back to the skateboarding stuff. My dad and my uncle used to have skateboards and we used to go down them as kids on the hill and we used to have this amazing artwork on the back. I think I'm pretty sure it's like a Medusa in style style thing. There's yeah, just like this woman awesome. in a bikini of this Medusa head. And I think this <laughs> snake is coming out and round, round the body. It was incredible. And like, I, I wish I had it, to be honest. Um, but it was all scratched up and, and that gave it a really nice effect. Yeah. yeah. And, beautiful yeah I, to be honest like and it all just speaks to it because like you say you're not into skateboarding or you never did the, the yeah. thing is i don't think you need to be in this age like you can just appreciate the graphics and appreciate the the lifestyle and all that kind of stuff and totally belong in the scene or like i don't even know i'm, I'm too old to even be in the scene anymore but like i still love that kind of stuff to just like google it when i'm on the internet or when I, I still go into skate shops i'm like that old dude that is sitting behind all the kids as they're talking and just like looking at the boards and uh i'm just like this is weird but i, I for some reason i feel comfortable and if i don't i don't actually care that much anymore so you can't be that much older like like you can't be that much out of the scene because like tony hawk how was he must be ancient he's, he's quite yeah old. He he's still in the but the, he's like a legend though. Yeah, <laughs> you're never out of the scene if you're a legend. I'm I'm still I still skateboard fairly regularly. Um, I just am using it to ride now. Like I I you know those little like banana boards. Um, right. I use those because like I can go quick and they're smooth and it just actually this this is actually a cool visual because you have the YouTube though. Yeah yeah. <laughs> Here's like what I. Okay. ride periodically um so it's an old like water ski um i don't know if you you know much about water skis but like they cut it in half and then what i did is take uh like roller skate trucks so yeah and then they're literally hacked off you can see the line where it was like power ground off yeah Absolutely. and then yeah that's this is what like i used to ride all the time now i have like just like a plastic one but it still has the old like that's the brand of the water ski that uh, my buddy just sanded everything except for that just to prove that it was a, an old water ski. So it's amazing. I and love riding these, and he used to just make them for fun. And I'm like, this is amazing. Yeah. And for the, for the uh, listeners, people are just audio, uh, there that was a beautiful old, like almost, is it a penny? They call it a penny board, almost a penny board. But it's a bit yeah, penny is like the brand that like made, like oh. brought banana boards back, but like it's it's just a, old wooden 70s style like banana board so, useful yeah uh, that would as well that's a really nice like it looked really like, properly finished and varnished and everything yeah it, he so he just chopped the skis and then he like kind of finished it himself uh and i just kind of stood back and watched as he did it and i'm like cool i'll, I'll grab that and I, I rode that for forever and now i'm afraid that it'll break and i i don't want it to break so i, I just keep buying new ones retired that's it <laughs> 
So yeah, I knew that you had the YouTube component. So I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> I, I need to mention that to people before we go on to the show. I, I always forget to mention it. Like uh, we've got a podcast. They automatically assume that it's just, uh, just audio. But well, I, I, just, I just finished listening to the Scotty Russell um, episode. Yeah. And when he found out like halfway through, he's like, oh shit. <laughs> he's yeah. like, kind of kind of like, oh no. <laughs> yeah, I should have told him. It's bad. It was pretty good. I could probably get in trouble if I didn't tell people. Like they, they, someone got really angry about it, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with it. So, <laughs> good job. Um, um but yeah. yeah to, 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 I want to ask you about Toronto. Uh, yeah, shoot, been, yeah. Other than skateboarding, are you, are you a big ice hockey fan, or are you a big uh, other sports fan, or no? Oh man, I'm the worst Canadian ever. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do not know like anything about sports. I work with a lot of people that talk about sports all the time. And I just, every time they, they talk, I'm like, Oh, you're talking about old stick puck again. <laughs> and uh, like, I just have no idea. They're talking about like trades that are being made and all this stuff. And I'm just like, it just goes right over my head. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm such a like stereotypical designery creative person that like sports, meh. Um, and like not a good Canadian cause I'm not into hockey. Uh, I always wanted to be into it. Like I had a buddy that, um, I, again, I played in the bands with and he was, um, like a semi-professional hockey player. And I used to like go to him all the time. He played in the States all the time. So I would, uh, like travel to whatever city he was playing in and hang out with them all the time. And we'd play music and do all that kind of stuff. And I just wasn't super into the what is called like bro culture of hockey and and all that kind of stuff i get that there's a camaraderie in the team sport and all that but i don't know i'm just i'm a soft man i can't <laughs> i can't get into it yeah no fair enough fair enough um well that's that's the end of the podcast i don't have anything else to talk about uh <laughs> no no uh yeah, when i come over to toronto uh I wanted to go to some sporting games, sporting events. Uh, so I was going to ask about it, but fair enough. Well, I, so I have been to many sporting events. Um, I go because it's just like a thing to do. And I I love it. Like there's something, again, I'm like a, a experience junkie. So like I'm cool with going to new places, doing all that kind of stuff. It doesn't matter if I don't necessarily like the medium that's happening. I'm going to try and study it and figure it as much as I can while I'm there. Yeah. Um, but I do love going to see hockey games. I do love going to see uh, like baseball games, all that kind of stuff. It is so like interesting to me that everybody has collectively decided to pay an exorbitant amount of money to be here yeah, for this day. That, that's the thing I, I think a lot of people don't understand about sports is, is it, when people say it's just a game, right? I, I've been watching a lot of football, uh, your soccer uh, documentaries on, on Netflix at the moment and people say it's, it's just a game and it's, it's so much, it's a famous quote actually, it's football, it's not just a game, it's, it's not, no, it's not a matter of life or death, it's much more than that, it's the next Liverpool football uh, manager, but yeah, uh, but yeah. so, so like, people are like, literally living for football, uh, and I've been talking to someone else about this, but literally living for the weekend just so they can go and watch their sporting team play, and just they're saving up their money from this job that they don't like, just so they can watch football, or just so they can talk about it and, and just be around the sport, and it's... Mm. Um, it's crazy like how it is it some it is just some people's lives they're doing this job because they yeah if you love it though like i i'm totally down for that. i love the idea of fandom like i think we all do as far as like i talk about cartoons and skateboarding and yeah. video games like 
I live for that stuff. So I don't have any judgment on the people that like the stuff. I just, when they start talking, like I assume they gloss over when I start going like, oh, have you played the new Super Mario Brothers? You can do this, you can do that. And like, sometimes I, I watch them, they're just like not interested. And I'm like, I totally get it. Um, but there is something like I, I will, and this is probably just same as yourself. Like if you ever went to a game that you're maybe not into, because I know hockey's not really a thing there. Yeah, we've got it. We've got we've got a town next, like called Guildford, and they're in the top league of the uh, English English league, British yeah. UK league. And um, yeah, they're 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 doing all right. They're mid table, but uh, that's like ne- like fifteen minute drive away from me. That's the like, closest ice hockey team. But if we don't have ice hockey, yeah. Yeah, but but like if you went to a game, um, just because you're probably a curious person like myself, like you go, you watch, yeah. you're kind of like trying to see how this is like done. Um, like I'm, I love baseball, not for the sport, for the fact that it is a completely odd statistical anal- analysis game that like you can miss one thing and your stats can drop like the stock market kind of thing. And I'm just like, this is wild. And it's so complex yet it is kind of slow and um, everybody goes around and, and watches it. And there's just this, and it's such a grassrootsy sport too. It's like that thing that you watch like a father son dynamic grow up and always watching their team kind of thing. I don't know why I, I, I think I love that kind of like that heritage that it has. Yeah. I mean, you should come over to England and uh, try cricket. See, see, cricket see. scares the shit out of me <laughs> every time i watch it i'm like i don't know what these guys are doing um and then like hearing that sometimes the games can like last for a crazy amounts of time um i'm just like what i want to like dig into it more but because it's not around me i haven't found an excuse to like go to a game or something like that right yeah it, it's, it's, crazy. <laughs> it's crazy um I used to be a huge fan of cricket and used to go to loads and loads of games but I sort of died off I, I sort of stopped playing it as well and it died off a little bit my interest in it because it's so long it takes up the whole weekend if you're playing it you don't get to do anything else yeah but anyway what, what's what's to do in Toronto I was going to ask you about Toronto Ooh. what's going on in Toronto is there any cool design stuff I can come and see um, yeah there so it really depends on like what you're into like as far as like there's a lot of design stuff there's some really cool like graffiti alleys like there's this like fairly famous like kind of back alley graffiti area around queen street um you can probably just google that and you will find it um there's also like some really interesting vinyl toy shops that are stooped in the city that like uh one's called mind's eye toys they're like a really cool kind of pocket i guess just vinyl toy design shop in general um a lot of good food. Uh, the I think one of the best things about like Toronto as, as far as a city is like we are a very multicultural city. So it's like this melting pot of every, we don't really have a cuisine because everybody has their own, like unless you consider poutine like the cuisine, but like it is, oh, it's, it's like if you're in America, you might know, but um, it is a fries with cheese and gravy on top. Okay, so what sort of gravy is this? Because we have gravy in England, but it's different to the one in America. No, it's your. It's probably closer to the England style gravy. Um, what color is it? <laughs> it's it's like dark brown. Okay, that's our stuff. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's like the Yorkshire pudding style, like. Gravy. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, it's it's like cheese curds though. So um, I don't know if you know cheese curds. Some people don't. 
Um, they're kind of like nuggets of cheese that are just, uh, I guess, processed in a, a little bit of a different way. And they're, they melt really nicely over the cheese. And like the, we have a bunch of these like random kind of chain based poutine shops that are called, the big one is called Smokes Poutine. So when Thanksgiving comes around, um, they have like the turkey cranberry stuffing poutine. Nice. Um, you can get like mom's dinner poutine, like all these kind of uh, crazy kitchen sink like things. And it's like, it's filling, it's like gross. It's, it's all the good things. <laughs> um, if you like cheese, gravy and French fries, then you'll have to grab it. I, th- I, I live at like Canada and Toronto. And I think okay, that's sort of like England. It's sort of like Europe, but it's like America mixed in. It's like the best of both worlds. And yeah, uh, yeah I've always dreamt of like living there. Like when I even was a kid. Like, the it's smoke. a rad spot, man. Like if, it is really interesting because we're still underneath like the queen's rule. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. Yeah, it is so weird. We're um, notes now we're taking your current like not not currency. But we're taking like the plastic notes now as well. Yeah, yeah. The the color the colorful money. <laughs> yeah, the colorful money. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the like we also still like we use the metric system, so everything is kind of well. We use a hybrid of the two, which is super weird because like building and like. Anything that is like construction based is still kind of stooped in in like uh, inches and feet. Okay. And then everything else is like we're Celsius. Like it's just it's so weird that we've just decided to like buffet pick what we want to do here. Yeah. So well, um, you've got to create the best country somehow, haven't you? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Um, yeah, I would definitely, uh, when it gets closer to you coming, like, uh, ping me about like some food spots, even if like when you're in town, let me know and I'll, uh, I'll try and like take a trip to the office in the city and, and like, I can show you around the office. I can show you around some of the spots. So that'd be amazing. Yeah. I would love to, love to meet up. That's one thing I'm trying to do as well. Meet up with, uh, the creatives when I'm out there. Cause I, uh, I'm in the city for like three days. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to be on my own. Like I maybe mm-hmm. go to Niagara Falls. I know it's just like a bit of a bus drive, but uh, yeah, it, I think it's like probably two and a half hours away. It's not not too bad though. It's pretty like it's, it is one of those spectacle things that like if you yeah. you kind of it's a wonder of the world. So have you been? Oh yeah, it's it, I'm not too far from like I'm about yeah I guess an hour and a half two hours, and it's like the place to go for just like a nice afternoon nice weekend kind of thing there's a lot of vineyards um yeah a lot of wine a lot of beer it's it's nice <laughs> what's what's the drinking age in canada uh 19 19 wow yeah okay so, That's good. you got it more relaxed than, uh, than the us oh yeah when when i was touring around with my buddy who played in the, the hockey where i played hockey all the time it was funny because like i was 19 20 um, and then all the way up to 21, I was like going around and like trying to get into bars and I'm like, I've been drinking for so long. I don't even understand why I'm not allowed to drink here. This is crazy to me. Um, but like, thankfully, I don't know if the hockey players just get a pass, but they would like kind of let them in the back door and <laughs> let yeah. them do whatever. That's so. the funny thing as well. Like it, you guys looked at the UK and thought, well, 18, it's probably a bit young. I, uh, <laughs> bit, yeah. 21 though, that's a bit old. Maybe we should go like 19. How does that sound? <laughs> yeah it's it is crazy we did totally pick and choose what we wanted to do and now like one of the one of the recent things that i've actually noticed a little bit more is like now uh cannabis is legal in canada right so 
it is so weird to walk along the streets and just like constantly have this like smell of you do realize cannabis. Yeah. I, like i don't know if everybody just came out of the woodwork and decided to sm- start smoking pot uh recently but it is so much more noticeable than it was before okay so um i wondered because it's probably gonna be legalized over here eventually always i would imagine like how what's the difference like like you say you've noticed it a bit more you say i've just noticed it like as far as like walking down the street and then you'll just kind of like smell it and it doesn't look like anybody's smoking around you and then you just they either they have their like little vape pen or something like that and i'm just like kind of enamored by it because like i'm not I'm I'm fine if anybody does it. I just don't do it that much because it it messes with my mind a little. So I don't I don't like to get in there with it. And I just feel like completely in this sluggish mode. And I'm not going to create anything. I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to yeah. sit on the couch and eat Cheetos or whatever junk food is in front of me. And now, that's not a good use of my time. <laughs> that's the thing. I think it affects people differently because I've got a friend that does it quite often. I mean, probably shouldn't say this because I'm not going to name my name because it's not legal. But um, and he, he gets so much more his logo designer as well and he's really creative from it like he, it makes him tick a bit more and it gets him more going a bit more but then i'm i'm like worried like hang on is this going to affect me in the bad way like you say uh, i don't know i don't want to be like miserable not miserable i don't want to be sluggish and, and uh slumped down and not doing much yeah I'm, and i've heard that you can like like get other different strains or whatever do whatever you want but it i don't know it just doesn't really interest me like that much i've i did that enough when i was in high school and i'm i'm out <laughs> fair enough yeah cool what's the what's the design scene like in toronto um it's it's awesome i to be honest i i love it because it is so kind of pocketed it's like easy to get in touch with all the people the the odd thing is like a lot of the people that i associate with or like kind of talk to are all in the states which is it's weird. that's why i go to creative south or um, weapons of mass creation um i, I kind of want to go to crop this year i'd love to go and, and see what that's all about that's one i haven't been to uh but the design community is still fairly small for people that are doing what i'm i'm doing uh, so it's very easy to like get in touch with and go visit them. Um, like, I, I don't know, you said that you were going to meet up with some of the people that you, you know, from Canada, as far as design wise, is uh, there anybody in particular? No, I don't actually know anyone else. Uh, so oh, okay, cool. No, that's, that's, that's like the start of building my Canadian network. Like I'm trying yeah, to, trying to there yeah. is a really awesome, um, studio called double knot that, is in toronto there of if you check out their stuff they're really cool um i haven't chatted with them in a long time but they are really like nice guys uh, i did a, sh- a show a po- like a poster show with them years back yeah um there's another like really cool illustrator that's in like the area that i'm in a little bit more he's andrew kolb um he does a lot of children's books um what's his name andrew kolb you should check out his stuff yeah, K O L B. Oh, um, nice. And uh, yeah, it's just it's a really interesting community because like everybody n- kind of knows each other or knows of each other, um, and we're all because though Canada is a large country, it's actually like fairly kind of tight knit, small. Um, so you it's go to these conferences and you're like you're all you're meeting with all the same people that you've met with like over years. Um, yeah. I do a lot of work for breweries and stuff like that. So like 
there that's an even smaller knit community of designers that do stuff for breweries in Canada. Um, so it is, it is a very like colorful and exciting like city to be in because you, there's no stereotypes. I feel like it's just this weird, like cultural melting pot of food and art and music. It's really weird because we can't really claim anything as our own because we're, again, we're just like buffet picking out of all these cool things. Yeah. Um, and then trying to make it our own, but we just don't have anything that I would like quintessentially call Canadian, like other than maybe our accents. People say that I have an accent. I don't notice that I have an accent. I don't know. Yeah, I find it quite hard to tell between like Canadian and American accents sometimes. I mean, obviously, yeah. the southern accents are completely like yeah, like, that's, that's <laughs> off the table. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, like northern American accents and and uh, yeah. It's hard to distinguish sometimes. Yeah, pe- people, but, the, I guess the, the thing that everybody says Canadians say weird is about, I don't know, like if we out. accentuate the U or something. I say again? The joke is that we say about. I don't oh, know. Right. I, but I, I'm like, I say about. I think that I say about the same way that everybody, but every time I go to the States, they're like, oh yeah, you're Canadian. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm just like... I'll go, I'll go home and start saying it to myself. I'm like, what do they hear? Yeah, I find, I find that. Uh, it's, it's strange how no one recognizes that they've got an accent, but everyone has an accent. Yeah, totally. Everyone's got this unique identity that relates them to this sort of tribe of people. But uh, yeah, it's strange. Really strange. strange. But I'm, I'm, I'm ho- sort of hoping it's to be like a happy London, like Toronto. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is, is London not happy? Well, like I'm always going there. It's always raining, and it's always gray. It's a lot of gray stuff. When when are you going? Did you say? Uh, April. Well, that's the spring, so it'll be raining a bit. Right. April showers. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but um, overall, that's actually probably a pretty good time to go because you're in. You're you've left the snow, so that's good. There might still be a little bit. You never know. Um, and then you're not into because we get a lot of humidity. Um, so you're not really going to be hitting that too much. So you're kind of like in a good time to be just like cruising down the streets and, and like hanging out. You can take the subway, which is nowhere near as advanced as your subway. Can you smoke weed on the, on the subway? No, no, it's not. You can't do any of that kind of stuff like indoors. I think anywhere. Um, It's pretty much like, I think you can like go to parks and do it there, or it's like secluded to your property. So, okay yeah interesting yeah. yeah seeing what we're in for i just <laughs> yeah um how much and i think actually in april is when they're opening the like the actual like brick and mortar stores to like buy it right now you can only buy online okay um, All right. and then like then is I, april i think like 12th or something is when they're opening all of the stores so there'll probably be like lines like it's the new apple phone or something oh, yeah. yeah yeah it'll sold out by the time i get there no i'm, I'm not saying that i'm gonna do it but I'm like, <laughs> uh, well, we'll, I see. Know. we'll see uh, <laughs> um, look, keep an eye on the Instagram of crazy waffle I mean <laughs> <laughs> yeah, might get a little bit kooky yeah yeah <laughs> some weird uh, illustrations coming up how much time do you have by the way um, I should go on a little bit but we can we can chat a bit more cool uh, so can I ask you a bit about your day job uh, yeah sure shoot man so, so spot I did it again I did it again <laughs> that's Bye. amazing 
we, we actually just released a commercial like a radio ad uh, the other day that is like making that point like it's like not not spotify shopify shopify not spotify <laughs> spotify you listen to music shopify you start a store it's like which this came whole, out first? Hmm? which came out first i you know what i don't know i think shopify did we're i think 11 or 12 years old now so um like i think we were first which is interesting but like again spotify is more like consumer centric right because like anybody can get a spotify account like but with shopify you need to actually like decide you want to start a business kind of thing so uh it's not everybody wants to do that but everybody likes music so of course that's going to be the one that sticks in your head more yeah i bet i was i bet short, uh, spotify i did the way around there that's strange <laughs> that's really weird no so i bet spotify like that advert that you did because that was free promotion for them yeah probably yeah so uh, but yeah so your day job what do you do there and uh, what's it like working on this huge company um it's it's awesome it's like a pretty interesting i'm in a very uh different kind of wing of the company where i uh i work more on the marketing ux side of things so it's more about like the initial impact of like when people come to the website or if we're doing a trade show or a conference or if we're doing like internal campaigns to get people to sign up for this one thing. So I also work specifically for a division called Shopify plus, which is all of the merchants that make a certain amount of money. So like we have, I think there's like the crazy brands like the Adidas and the, the Red Bull, um, like we kind of manage those ones and we're looking for those more like larger solutions. So whenever I'm building a campaign, for those types of it's with those people in mind and like remembering that they have like large teams that have different uh problems than somebody who's just like you or i deciding we want to sell t-shirts kind of thing yeah that makes sense yeah cool and what was mm-hmm. what is it like working there like as what's the culture like it it's a it's a tech company um so like we we have all of the the crazy perks of like i get like my lunch and and those kind of things that everybody wants to hear about uh because like it's it's cool right yeah um but it's it's a very like collaborative atmosphere like we we go in and out of like we we try and do a lot of like design sprints um and like i so i used to work more on the product end of things like building the product for those larger merchants um, and actually doing that. But I, I transitioned more onto the, the marketing side because I really liked more of the open-ended like problem solving, this like more aesthetic based um, building campaigns um, because I, I love product design, but product design is very much like, it's kind of like strategy based. You can kind of work yourself from point A to point B um through like different practices and different tools that we've all used whereas on the marketing side i feel that you get to kind of like get into the the kind of uh the end user's mind a little bit more like you get to build these more creative campaigns you get to build something from nothing whereas when you're building for the product like the product looks a certain way and you're just building another piece onto that product so you can't be as creative it's more like strategy driven and not saying that the marketing's not strategy driven it's just strategy in like a different way it's it's more like bringing somebody in instead of like making the thing they want to use work the way they think it should right okay if that makes sense that was a lot that was a mouthful 
No, it's just a lot, a lot. Like it's quite a, a lot to go on going on there. Yeah, it's it's like a very progressive and like cool company to work for because one of so one of the mottos at our company is called or it's make commerce better for everyone. Okay. And it's that idea that like we're we're not just making e-commerce better. We're not just doing this and that. It's like anybody should be able to pick something up and decide they want to sell it. And we should make that frictionless. So they should just be able to do it and they should be able to succeed. So the company and like my division isn't so much that, but like our mission is more like any larger company shouldn't be afraid to like come and use our platform. That's like, simplified and it should be make their harder problems easier yeah so makes sense and i i love kind of working with those bigger problems in mind because like it's just really interesting because you start thinking about things that are like um taxes in different countries let alone different states let alone different provinces like all of these things that you have to think about so if you're shipping somewhere how does that change if somebody's buying in the uk and you're in canada is their duty like all this kind of stuff that you have to like bake into the product at that certain level right so yeah i, I never know about shipping stuff because sometimes <laughs> sometimes i find that I, I ship some posters and then the guy on the end has to pay at his end like he has to pay because of exports or i don't know something i didn't pay yeah. for his end That's there's it. a lot of crazy stuff um and like at a scale of yourself you probably don't have to necessarily worry about that because like nobody's using you with like taking a fine-tooth comb and like yeah like build or look through your business model and be like oh he's not doing this here but it's like when you start thinking about somebody who's selling like millions upon millions of dollars of things and like the governments all want to get their their share and all this kind of stuff right so yeah yeah. um when when do you work then because it's like during daytime now isn't it uh i'm on my lunch now so that that's why i was like oh i gotta if i can do it during lunch then that's good because then i can still how long is your lunch, mate? You've got to go back. <laughs> it's, it's one now, so it's, yeah. I'm working from home today, so, yeah. Oh, that's lucky. That's yeah. lucky. Shh, don't tell anyone. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so how do you manage your, how do you, how, how are you managing, like, the Jetpacks model skates and then your Shopify stuff and then, like, it's, yeah, it's yeah. Not on your family and... Yeah, I get that question a lot. And I actually, I've been meaning on like making like a, almost like a talk or like a workshop on on like what that is. Um, And it's really just time management in general. Like I get to work pretty early, um, leave at like a time. And I I get like, I do my eight hour day. Sometimes I got to work in the evenings for work. and that's just how it is because like it's a fairly like busy company and all that kind of stuff but um when the jetpack stuff comes in it's really just kind of this idea of like idle hands all the time right so like if i'm i get home eat dinner make dinner for my daughter whatever i have to do hang out with my wife and then when my daughter goes down for like nap or sorry bedtime it's like now I want to just go and start creating things and kind of my routine is like my wife and I sit on the couch, put on a show and I always, I have to be like doing something or I will, I'll probably just fall asleep to be honest. Um, But like, that's just how I work. Like I need to be doing something. So like, and it's, I try and do the, the jetpacks and roller skate stuff then because it's kind of the thing that like sparks me back up. It's my Zen moment. So like if I'm stressed out at work or something like that, I go into like jetpacks and roller skates mode and 
totally like eases me, makes me like think about creative problem solving in like very different ways. And a lot of times it's very interesting how, and I talk about this with a lot of other creatives, I feel like they should have something on the side because it only makes you better if you have a day job because like you're problem solving in a very different way that you never would over here. Yeah. And you can inject all that in vice versa. And I just think it makes you this like super creative where you can always be contributing back and forth between both. And I find a lot of people like once the day's over, they just kind of like shut down and they don't want to think about work. Mm. And like, I don't, I just, I feel like so lucky to be a creative that is successful and all this kind of stuff that, I just don't want to stop. And I feel like, like blessed to be in this weird position where I'm like always creating. And if I'm not creating, I'm just like, there's all these people that would love to be in my position. Why would I stop? So yeah, that's wicked. That's, that's, I keep saying the word wicked in this podcast. That's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know why I do that. I do that sometimes. I, I notice myself doing it. It's the worst thing. But yeah, that, that's, that's, um, that's, that's, that's ideal. That's like the best thing they could have. Like if you're happy at, happy at work and then you, go, you come home and you, more creatively creatively satisfied and it helps both um yeah i, I yeah. think the thing is a lot of, a lot of people don't they like not not just creatives but they come home from work like you say shut down and they don't do anything they just sit in the front of the tv or something and then yeah. they're not satisfied there and then it doesn't help at all there's there's just something and i think this is like true as a creative and like obviously like don't do it if it's stressing you out <laughs> like that all <laughs> burn you out real quick but there's something that is so gratifying about like creating something out of nothing where you're constantly creating and that is like the endorphin rush that i like constantly get so if it's late at night and i'm like oh i haven't posted anything on like instagram or something i just want to like get something out there because it, it gives me a, a constraint and a challenge to move forward towards something and it might be like something small it might be a snippet of like a bigger piece that i'm working on i'm trying to be a little bit more strategic about it because like it's not realistic to create something new every day yeah but i might have a huge thing that i could get like six pieces out of six like instagram like i might just crop something out of it yeah, yeah. um and then like, I feel fulfilled. I'm still like showing people that I'm being creative. Like on the outside, it might be like, this guy's just working all the time. And I'm like, no, I'm still like having time to breathe, but I need to be doing something or I will just, I feel like itchy almost. Like I'm like, oh, I gotta do something. Yeah, absolutely. I get that. I know what you mean. Yeah, you've always got that momentum. I find my men momentum stops if, if you don't, if you're not doing anything. I just stopped mm -hmm. for a while. At Christmas, I lost a whole load of momentum because I just wasn't doing anything. Yeah, yeah. Th those times actually, whenever I'm doing like freelance or stuff on the side, it's it's just like I got to push it away, and I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm not doing it now. It's time for me to like, because usually that's also a time when work gets busy. So push all my like side stuff aside, like to the side, and then I'll just like work on like my work stuff, um, yeah. like my day job kind of thing, and focus on that because like you can't do both you can't try and like burn the candle at both ends or you're going to crash and burn at some time um so i just yeah you got to be very conscious of your health yeah absolutely um okay so two quick questions i ask everyone first of all what's your best purchase under a hundred dollars oh yeah uh under a hundred dollars oh my goodness that is a hard one uh Oh, there's so many things that are, I don't know. I would go with like, 
if based on this talk, talk that we had, maybe it probably a skateboard or something like, nice. like that's not something that's recent, but it's probably something that has really uh, influenced my life. Um, whether it's activity, lifestyle, all these kind of things, it's definitely one of those things that has stood out to me probably all the way up until my thirties. So, yeah. I like it. Uh, how to want to be remembered is the last question. I don't know. Just, just as a nice guy. <laughs> um, no, I, I don't know. I just, I do, I do want, I guess people to like remember my art to a degree. Like I do, I don't know, maybe all designers or artists, like we're all like very in our own heads, but I do want like people to like see the stuff that I've done or like, I just want them to laugh or smile at the work that I've done. Cause I, it makes me smile. So I hope that it's doing that for other people as well. Um, I don't want to go down in like history books or anything, but like, it would be cool. Like if somebody just like, Oh, that's awesome. That thing that he did one time made me smile. It was cool. Love it. Yeah. Thank you very much for being on the podcast. Yeah. Thanks for having me, man. I love what you're doing. And uh, yeah, I, I said this earlier, but I do, uh, I'm very envious of, of you just like how, like there's all these resources that you have and you've made this podcast, you've made your own school of design of networking and like you're, you're a young, young dude, man. And like the things that you've achieved is pretty cool. Appreciate that. Thank you. I'm sure in your head, you're like, I want to achieve more and I want to do this and that, but like always, always so, so frustrating. That's another podcast. I'm sure we could talk about that on another show. <laughs> yeah, totally. Well, we'll we'll chat when you come to town and uh, let me know, and we'll we'll I'll make sure or I'll figure out some time and go and uh, hang out. Awesome. Uh, Ronnie, where can people find you on social media and say hello to you? Yeah, uh, just Google jetpacks and roller skates. A bunch of stuff comes up. Uh, Instagram jetpacks and roller skates. I'm on Dribble, uh, but as my name, Blake Stevenson. Um, I don't know why that's the one place I decided to be a human. Um, yeah, I just I'm all over those places. Uh, check out my stuff, and hopefully, I make you smile. Amazing. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Creative Waffle Podcast. I really appreciate you listening and, and following along on this journey that I'm creating. It's going to be over 300 episodes by the end of the year, which is crazy. Uh, so we're, we're pushing on. We're 116 now. Uh, I hope you enjoy the show and leave a review on iTunes and share it around on social media or, or just take a screenshot and tag us at Creative Waffle, all that good stuff. And uh, yeah, thank you very much. I'll see you in the next one. Have a great day. See you then. <laughs>